at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES podcast, episode number 166. Uh, as always, uh, uh, this is your. Uh, faithful uh, co-pair of hosts, Greg and Joe. Hello. And we are very, very honored and very pleased to have another special guest host with us again for this episode. Um, he's been a regular on the podcast several times in the past. It's always, it's like it's always a blast to have him back on here. Um, so chances are you probably know him. You're familiar, with, familiar with the podcasting world. Uh, so uh, like the Atari Twenty Seven Game 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 Podcast and some other podcasts as well. It's the one and the only. You know him. You love him. Fur. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Hi, Greg. Hi, Joe. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, you know, hanging in there. Good. <laughs> but, yep. So like I just said, it's great to have you back in the podcast. Thank you. Me. Thank you very much for the kind words. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I figured, you know, like, it, you know, like it was a while since you had been in the podcast. So, so if I wanted to have you back, back on here, I can't, I can't even remember the last time, but I can't even remember the last time that you were on here, like, what we talked about. Yeah, it's been a while. Was it Batman Returns? We were talking earlier about that, but I... no, no, that was before the draft. I'm, try, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've been on. I'm sure you've been on after the draft. But I, just, I, just, I just don't remember what game. What game to be covered? But anyway, hmm. um, this is this is me not doing research on this. It's like <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the game the Ferg brought for us this time. When he first said what he wanted to cover, I asked Joe, "He's trolling us, right?" <laughs> It does not seem like a game that I, like again, the Ferg, it's not gonna be exposed to. So, uh, but no, he, Ferg assures us he's very serious about this. So, um, okay, um, what game do you want to? So, what game did you want to like bring to the table this time, Ferg? Uh, Sanrio World Smash Ball, fam, uh, Super Famicom exclusive. Yeah. Okay. So the obvious question would be, how the heck did you hear about this game? <laughs> Which was the question I was gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> So, I guess when emulators started in the 90s, I had a Super Nintendo emulator, and uh, my wife had introduced me to Sanrio. There was a store in her hometown that had them, and it was just like the uh, kind of the girly stuff, I guess. Mm. I, I don't know if it's all girly or not. Not necessarily, but... Um, so, well, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it is, but we'll get into that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit here, but anyway, look, go ahead, please. All right, I'll hand in my man card at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she, before we moved to Delaware, she got a job in a uh, craft store, and they had a bigger section of Sanrio stuff, and there was a frog called Karopi that I really liked, and I had a Karopi wallet for about 15 years. Uh, but while during that time, uh, somebody gave me a... Uh, CD full of Super Nintendo ROMs and Super Famicom ROMs, and I saw Sanrio in one of the titles, so I clicked on it, and it was this game, and I just, I didn't know how to play it, because it was in Japanese, uh, didn't really know what I was doing, there wasn't anything online that told you how to play those games at the time, and I just fell in love with the game, it's basically Pong, 
You know, it's basically yes. an old Atari 2600 game with Sanrio characters. And I really love the game. And I was playing it again uh, in the past few days. And I really had a lot of fun with it because I hadn't played it in so long. Yeah. Yeah, the game is like very easy to pick up and play. Like without really having to know like too much about it. Um, you know, there is there is a fully translated uh, ROM of this game like available now. Yes, but, I have. I've, um, that's the one I found on the uh, on the emulation station yeah. I have. Yep. But if you don't have it, this game is like still very playable. It is, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, did you play the translated version? or? Nope. I played the Japanese version. <laughs> the Japanese version. Okay. All right, and so. uh, let me tell you, so I knew nothing going I didn't even know what Sanrio was. I was just thinking, <laughs> you know, this is, you know, uh, just the name of the game. So I, you know, loaded up in my emulator and it starts up and the little frog shows up and I went, Oh, this is Hello Kitty. I was like, are you kidding me? So then then I immediately knew what you were talking about when you were like, is Ferg trolling us? Like, the minute I saw it, I was just like, oh, my God. And let me tell you, uh, just a small spoiler, I loved this. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ferg, for Oh, great, great. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I was uh, really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was too, to be honest, because like you know, I knew about Sanrio, like Sanrio at least, but at least so I, so I, like so I knew they had a, lot, a whole line of like whole line of, a whole line of mascot at licensed games, but mm. I, but beyond that, I never heard of this game because obviously, obviously it was Japan only. So I'm like, and, and I started playing. It, I'm like, this just so this just yeah, so this is just basically Pong, uh, like a few editions of uh, being onto it, but uh, but. But yeah, it's a very simple, easy, but easy to play game. And technically, this is a sports game, which is another reason why I was, which another reason that I wasn't sure that Ferg was being serious about this, because, <laughs> uh, because he doesn't really like sports games that much. No. But, but well, with some, well, you know, with some exceptions, there are some sports games you've been through in the past that you that you enjoyed like playing. Yeah, Ferg, yeah, so yeah. I shouldn't, but but anyway, yeah. So. I, yeah, technically this is sports. I, I sports. I see this more of an action game personally, but um, <laughs> but you know, but yeah. So, but yeah. So this game apparently is quite well known. As a matter of fact, it's like you know, a giant bomb did a whole article on it like a while back. Um, you know, there's a bunch of bunch of videos on this on YouTube. It's actually like a pretty fairly well known game at this point. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's still considered to be like a cult a, a, a cult favorite, but. Um, yeah, the game got more attention now than I now than I expected that it to, um, um, uh, had received. So yeah. So um, anyway, we'll get talking about the game here in just a moment, just to give a little bit of background to backgrounds we usually do on this podcast for those of you who may not know too much about the company, the company, or the games, or whatever behind it. Um, Sanrio, as we already mentioned, is a Japanese company uh, that. Uh, 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 it's back 1960. Uh, they are best known for the Hello Kitty brand, but they do also do a, a whole bunch of other brands as, as well too. So uh, they are so they are considered to be a uh, kawaii company, which is Japanese for cute. Right. So um, you know all their like so all their stuff. That's why I said it, you know that's why I jokingly said it before all their stuff is considered to be like very like uh, cutesy. Mm. So you know like all their like all, I mean, all their products, uh, pro- products and uh, front lines and whatnot. The company's actually a lot bigger and more diversified than I realized. Um, you know, be, like you know, beyond the Hello Kitty uh, line, they also uh, they also they, they also have a bunch of other original products and product lines in Japan. They have the, they had the rights to produce Mr. Mr. Men and Little Miss characters uh, in Japan, which is a Brit- uh, um, which was originally a British a British cartoon. They also they also have the rights to produce Peanuts merchandise in Japan as well. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so. Um, 
So they have video game division, of course, obviously, uh, obviously, which is making like a uh, like the one that made all these games. Uh, they also they also make stationery, school supplies, gifts, and accessories. Um, and uh, they also have a uh, they also have like an animatronics branch as well. Oh no! They even, <laughs> uh, they, they even operate a KFC uh, in Japan as well. <laughs> what? Right so, yeah. So very diversified company, much to my surprise. But uh, they also have a, so, like, they also have a U.S. branch. Um, I'm not sure if you guys like, like worried about that. Serena uh, hmm. Incorporated is based. Serena uh, Incorporated like, is based in San Francisco. Yeah, um, interesting. So, and they also, um, they they have they, ha- they have a huge store in, in Times Square apparently, which is called like Serena Lux. Um, and they also have, and they also have a bunch of other like stores, like stores located like around the country. So, hmm. but. Um, yeah, so um, so 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 Sanrio started making games for the, like their products um, in 1990 when they came out with their first game, Sanrio Carnival, for Carnival like the NES um, Game Boy, which is a puzzle game. So uh, and after that, to then and after that, they have made uh, a bunch of games, pretty much uh, pretty much mostly in house, um, at least publishing the games in house. In house, the games the games have been developed by different different companies, but companies, but they've always been like produced. By a company owned by Sanrio, like over the years, um, a lot of games over the years for different systems, like you know, like NES, uh, Game Boy, Super NES. They also they also supported the Sega Pico for a while. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Um, which nobody has heard about. I don't think. But <laughs> um, and yeah, their most recent game came out in 2019 for the Switch. So they are still like making like you know like uh, Sanrio like Sanrio games. So the company which published this game was called. Um, that was called a uh, Character Soft, which was a uh, uh, which was an in-house publishing uh, publishing uh, uh, company for some real nineteen ninety four. So uh, they're only like all the games they published like were uh, you know like were, like Japan only. Uh, the company which developed this game, Surreal World Smash Ball, was called Tomcat System. Uh, they were active. Not a lot of information available available in this company online, but when I can tell, they were active nineteen ninety one until like two thousand thirteen. So. <laughs> Uh, they also they also they also made games for uh, a number of systems. Most of their games stayed Japan. However, um, uh, um, however, however they however they did however they did develop the Super NES ports of Sim Earth and Sim Ant. Hmm. Uh, oh. Uh, which, uh, um, I'm not sure if you guys have played those games, but um, so uh, and those games they get uh, published in North America. So those two games, as well as also a mobile game. Uh, from uh, from 2010, which is a, which is a candy uh, uh, you know a candy um, a candy crush ripoff. <laughs> with the three games, with, like three games of theirs that have been published, um, hmm. you know they've been like released in, released in North America. So, but they, uh, but yeah, they have done a lot of like uh, Sembrio stuff over the years too, as well as well as, well as like racing games. Oh, they also did. Um, uh, this is actually this is actually a fun game, Joe. You know, so we may have to cover this game at some point. Uh, the Monopoly game two, which is kind of like a very strange but very fun uh, kind of Monopoly spinoff. Okay. Uh, they developed in 1995, uh, which was unfortunately, unfortunately, like Japan only. Mm. Or you should check this out. Like, I think you'd like this. Okay. So, but yeah. So anyway, most of their stuff has stayed in, has stayed in Japan. So, so I would not fault anybody for not having heard of the company. So, um, so anyway, now we've covered the background like this game. Oh yeah, the game. This game actually came out in 1990. Uh, 1993, so it was kind of an early Super NES game. Hmm. So, um, so now to cover the game, pretty much, uh, I would just say, like, I, I would just say briefly here for the setup. 
there's there's also there's a um, there's there's a game selecting throughout the game. You can also do a continue mode. There's a password system that the game uses. Uh, like your games. There's also a versus mode, a two-player mode. I was too busy this week to be to, to, this week, Joe. Otherwise, I would suggest to play in this uh, versus because the game looks very fun. Looks like it's going to be like very fun in versus mode. So I agree. Yep. Like one two-player uh, mode with this. So you get to pick your character. Um, uh, uh, like I play the game. So you either can be, um, for you mentioned this character earlier, Karopi? Uh, Frog. Yeah, Karopi. You also could play as uh, Tabu, uh, Hangudon, and Pokepon, who I really don't know anything about. So uh, each character are 30 stages in the game. Uh, your objective basically is just your, your basic your character. Your objective basically is like you have kind of like a fancy, a fancy like goal, a soccer-like kind of screen, which is like you have you have your goal behind separate blocks. You have they have their blow, uh, their goal behind some block. Kind of reminds me of like a warlord's a bit too in some ways. Um, oh yeah, that's a good point. Mm. And you're trying to basically just get your goal. They're trying to like clear the way and get your ball into the goal before your opponent does the same to you. Uh, it's the best of um, like the best of three matches. So if you like with two out of three, like you advance to the next stage. So and there's power ups that powers things that they have and different moves and different moves that you can also get. So um, so now I've got the set. So, as I have covered like all the setup, uh, for if you have the most experience with this game, why don't you take over and uh, talk about some of the gameplay here for us? Okay, um, so basically you're just playing Pong, like I said, it's uh, uh, vertical instead of horizontal, and you have, like Greg said, the different um, power-ups that are hidden in the blocks that cover your goal. Uh, not, sometimes there's a, a question mark blocks that are scattered around where you can get those. Um, I forget now. You, I think one of them gives you some speed. One of them gives you automatic power, which we'll talk about in a minute. One of them takes all the... I think they're called dominoes. The game calls them dominoes. Yes. It takes all your opponent's dominoes away, which scared the crap out of me the first time it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's... Was there one other one? I, I can't remember now. Yes, the last one... I got the last one that increased the ball speed. Oh, the ball speed. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you also have a power meter, both you and the computer player, if you're playing, well, that's how I played. I tried to get my wife to play, but she took one look at one of the screens that was bouncing around. She's like, I'm not playing that. <laughs> but you have a power meter. If you hold down, um, you have a left kick and a right kick button. So that's the way you kick at the ball, obviously, but it doesn't always, it's weird the way it's, it's I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't always go yeah. that way, depending on how the ball comes to you. Right. right, like can't, like a, like a, you can't actually shoot straight in this game, which is one of the most frustrating things like about it. It's one of the few flaws, uh, flaws of this game. I'd probably say you can shoot left or shoot right, but you can't shoot straight. Only when you, only when you max out your power, you. That's true. You yes, can, yeah. Right. So yeah. when yeah. when you're moving around, um, you can't max out your power. You have to max out your power by holding down one of the kick buttons while you're standing still, and in some of the, some the. The layout of the the field changes in every match, so some of them are easier to get the power up, and some of them are really difficult to get the power up. The for instance, if you have like a kind of a, a octagonal shaped uh, field or something like that, and the other person is served to first, then you'll have time because sometimes he kicks the ball into the wall, comes back to him, kicks it back the other way. A lot mm -hmm. of the times, the ball will go horizontal across the screen. And sometimes that's good for you because once you, once you build up your power, you'll start flashing, and then you have to press the uh, oh I forget which button it is. is it the is it the Y button the top the top button 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, X and Y buttons are power kicks, like A and B, like regular kicks. Yeah, so you have to press one of those buttons to do the power kick, and if you miss it, then you lose it. But if you hit it, it goes really, really fast. It makes a different noise than the regular one, and you can do two in a row if you, uh, if you, if you do it right, and it'll go right through the the player usually. So you want to get those as much as possible, even if it's difficult to do. And sometimes I lost guys because <laughs> I was trying to get the power up. <laughs> but that's basically it. You you win once you win three games against a, an opponent. You go on to the next one. And like Greg said, there's only three. Um, you get you do get to another one. Uh, oh, what the heck? E Eberubu, I think it was called. It was not the owl. Was it the owl? But anyway, there was a, also a bonus stage against the owl. I think it's a different character though. Um, where you just the the owl moves back and forth uh, across the top of the screen, and you just have to hit the owl when they they'll shoot out. I think twenty balls altogether, mm-hmm. and uh, you just have to kick it back and try to hit the owl. That's a bonus. I don't know how often that comes up. Maybe every. I got it twice. I got up to sixteen, so maybe maybe six or seven. I don't know. I don't remember yeah, now. I only got up to stage thirteen, and I only got it once. Yeah, I had to continue a lot and use the password system a lot to get up that way, because some of those are like um, Tabo, the kid, is is really tough for me. Yes, yeah. But I mean, sometimes it's super difficult to um, knock down the dominoes and get into the goal. Other times, you don't have to do anything; <laughs> it just <Yeah>. goes right in. <laughs> but uh, it just—I yeah, exactly. I just learned you know, basically how to play the game in the last few days that I've been playing because I found, like I said before, there wasn't any um, manuals online, but now there are. And it tells you exactly how to play. So I never did the power-up before. I didn't know how to do it. Oh. So now I know how to do it. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> now I can get a little further in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely one of the interesting things about this Definitely one of the interesting things like, about this game is the fact that you, is that fine balance between like regular shots versus like versus power shots. Yeah, because it's like there's a very there's a very risk reward system of that, which I really enjoy because it's like early on in the game you definitely can win the game without doing power shots, but 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 you get further and further along, power shots power, power shots become like more to become like more and more important. Yeah, but trying to find the right time and the, and the time and the way to do them correctly is also like a real challenge because mm-hmm. especially the AI gets harder and harder to go through the game, obviously. So you can't be like wasting time. You have to pick your shots up very carefully and that kind of stuff. So yeah. there's definitely like a very like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Just like almost like a real soccer game. There's also like, you know, like, um, there's definitely like a very like risk reward system here. Like this game that, that has the, you know, it's definitely, um, definitely one of those like very easy, to, uh, easy to learn, hard to master games. Mm-hmm. So, um, you definitely get, so definitely adds a lot of, yes, definitely adds like a lot of PO to it. Um, I did beat this game, but I did heavy use of like save states and whatnot to do so. Oh, you did. How how many sages yeah. are there? Thirty. There's thirty sages. Oh, there. okay. So I'm halfway there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 average quote unquote average playthrough of this playthrough of this game online appears to be about like three to four hours. Oh dear. So, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so. yeah, because it's going to be uh, different every time. Exactly right. Yeah. You know. You know. Like, you know, like that factors in like a good player who loses who loses some matches, but not all the matches. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think definitely the simplicity of this game is definitely like a plus. It's probably one of the reasons that you are so attracted to it, uh, attracted to it for it because I know that you're more of a classic gamer than a modern gamer. So like, yeah. you know, I definitely can see how the, um, I definitely can see like how this game like like appeal to you. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I just like the colors. I like the music. I don't know who did the music, but I I just it's you have the four characters that you can play as, and when you pick one, you play against the other three, and everybody. It's like uh, Super Mario Brothers two, where each character has their own little um, uh, quality, I guess, a good quality. Like I think. Um, Kuropi is... I always play Kuropi because I love Kuropi, but Kuropi <laughs> is the most balanced one. Um, I think the fish one is... It, it says he was dumb, but uh, he's really good on the kicks or something like that. It, it's it's stuff like that. So each one is a different a different type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually this game like reminds me of like a... Yeah, yeah, actually, like, I'm looking at a video of it like, right now. This game reminds me of so many games. Like, it reminds me of, like, a Pong. It reminds me of, like, a Warlord. It reminds me of, like, soccer a little bit. Also, reminds me of, like, you know, air hockey. So, because so, you kind of have, like, the... Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, so, I unfortunately um, didn't have a chance to play this until, like, this week. <laughs> so, hmm. this was uh, one of those... I think it was, like, Monday night or Tuesday night after I got off of work. So, burp, around midnight, I uh, got the ROM, popped it into... Uh, my retro arch and like the minute it started up i was like oh this looks cool it's cutesy whatever and you know had that thought like ferg what are you doing to us um, <laughs> but then as soon as i started playing it the first words out of my mouth were wow this is like wind jammers before wind jammers and oh yeah, that's another great comparison. Yeah, I was gonna say if you don't know what Windjammers is, it's basically a Neo Geo Pong, <laughs> oh, <laughs> where it's like a okay. frisbee competition, okay. and you have to throw it in different angles, and based on the angle in which the frisbee goes, you can get different points, and then it, they also have a power up charge and whatnot. So, nice. um, I found the similarities there, and again, this is very easy to pick up, and. Hard to master, but it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the graphics, and music before. For why don't you talk about those like for a minute? Oh, well, the graphics are pretty much just like you know Sanrio cutesy graphics. There's like on the right side for some reason there's tree stumps that look like the tree stump in Zelda <laughs> and uh, the Super <laughs> Nintendo Zelda game. And there's a um, a slot machine over there too. I'm not sure what that's used for. I don't know if that's a two-player game thing or if it's just there for some reason. I have no, I have no idea what that's for. Yeah, I'm with you. I had no idea why that was there either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're they're fine. I mean, the, the graphics. I, I think in this game, the graphics don't really matter that much. Agreed. Because the gameplay is so much fun, and it's a lot easy. It's easy to do. Um. It's just very colorful, and like I said before, the music is good, too. I enjoy the music. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, for, I, I, yeah, for being an early Super NES game, uh, you know, the graphics in this game like, are very good. Like, you know, there's, uh, the, 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 um, you know, the water shading just has a very, like, cool, like, water shading effect going on in them, too. So, um, but, you know, the graphics are very, like, like bright and colorful. Uh, the characters, from what I can see uh, online, look like the surreal characters. Yeah. So, like, you could play but you know, definitely, like, you definitely like recognize them, uh, like what they are, like and everything. So, um, the victory defeat animations the characters do, like you like, finish a match. Oh like, yeah, when they teams. get really mad and <laughs> shake. Yeah. yeah, I love those so much. Um, <laughs> Especially the fish uh, guy. Yeah, so, the fish guy is awesome. Oh, oh, oh yeah, definitely. So, um, most game screens are like, yes, yeah, some 
yeah, so most game screens are like pretty much they're mostly they're mostly one screen. I mean, some stages do have some very slight moving up and down. Yeah. For the most part, uh, uh, but the most part you can see most of the action like like one, uh, most of the action like like so one screen. Mm -hmm. So you have a um, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, no, no, sorry. That's fine. I, I um, yeah, go ahead, Ferg. Um, there's a lot of different uh, obstacles in the game. There are these little windmills that, you know, when you hit the ball in, you don't know which way it's going to come out. Um, there are these little towers. When you hit them, they'll go back down into the ground and then eventually come back up. Uh, there are, what was another one? There was um, the one I would... Bumpers. The what's that? Bumpers, like, you know, the pinball bumpers. Oh, the bumpers, yeah, the bumpers. Yeah. There was this one in a Tabo thing, uh, a Tabo level, where it was... A weird smiley face with balloon arms that rotated. <laughs> that was really hard to get past, <laughs> and it made a weird noise every time you hit the the face of it. And I thought the cat was acting up first, <laughs> <laughs> but that one was hard for me to get past. And there's um, what was the other one I saw? Oh, there um, there were like uh, one of the goals had uh, two layers of dominoes on it, but one of the layers were these. Uh, I guess pylons that came up out of the ground and sometimes the ball got stuck in them because they would go back down into the ground mm. and the ball would get stuck but then they would come back up and block um, from hitting into your goal. Uh, I, there's got to be more. I would imagine there are more obstacles after that too. But even just some of the layouts of the of the fields were hard to get through. Like there was the mm. one... Mm. I, for, I forget who it was but it was like um, a hexagon on the bottom left and then a little path and then the hexagon on the top right and it was really hard to get out of those hexagons to make a um a shot on the goal you had to kind of rely yeah. or at least i had to kind of rely on the opponent making their own goal for me right <laughs> yeah it's actually just that's a very like viable option like for sure so but um i really had the hardest time to say just to hit those like pyramids like pyramids that come up uh, like every now and then, yes. it's like it's just like you know you have the timing shot like so perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then like conversely, you always seem to have the the the, the enemy always seems like hit you, you know, hit your goal at the right time to get through there, and you're like, oh well, that's not fair. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, the characters are very large actually. Like they're very like, they're very like large and detailed. The actual hitting animations, like the kick the um, you know kick the you know kick the. Um, I call it a ball. It's not really a ball. It's like a um, uh, a disc. I think um, it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a flying disc, basically. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, that's very. But, but yeah, that's like like very cute, like for sure. So, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Graphics are very well done. They have very, like cutesy feel to, to, feel to them. So, the music also, I agree with you, Ferk. The music is very cutesy and also like uh, fitting, like fitting very well, like the stage. Mm -hmm. So. Um, if anything, the, 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 the if they have any combination of all of this, the gameplay, the graphics, music, maybe maybe a little bit too cute, which maybe would kind of like no, but um, but yeah, I mean like you know if you you know as long as you don't mind that, there really is like a very good game here. Yeah, there's um, the action sound when you hit the um, the disc. My wife said it sounded like a racquetball, and once she said that, I was like, oh, oh yeah, it does sound like that. Or at least as as close as they could get to that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the game starts off like pretty hard. It doesn't get any easier. So no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Those power-ups, yeah, the power-ups, the power-ups like are a must-have, I think, in some stages, because it's like, you just need a little extra edge just to be able to get over the AI, because the AI, as mentioned before, looks very good. Yeah. So, um... There's a, another thing I didn't realize. I think the first, the very first field, you, you can't go across. I think there are blocks with X's, and I don't think you can cross those. And I thought that applied to everything. So there was one point where I went all the way by their goal, and I didn't know I could do that. Because, mm. oh, no, they did it to me first. And I was like, oh, why is he doing that? I didn't think he could do that. But you can go up to their goal and just, you know, kick the ball in if you can. You know, it's kind of dangerous yeah. to do that, but. Yeah, I think the X's the X's don't do anything like when I remember. I think the X's are there. Um, so I think they're just there to kind of give you the player a sense of like how the game feels roughly work. Oh, are they, okay, stage. okay. So I I, don't, I couldn't cross the X's, but there are some oh, levels that don't have the X's, and those ones you can walk oh, okay, right up right, to the yeah. goal. And okay. you're right, Ferg. It's like it's a risk reward, so you yeah. can take your your chance and try to you know get close and be able to outmaneuver your opponent by you know really zoning in on them but then that leaves your goal wide open to be attacked so yeah yeah you're right joe like i apologize uh yeah the x's do block you from going up that yeah dug that way so um because in some stages there's two rows of x's with like no man's land in the center mm. yeah so, but um but unlike air hockey this disc doesn't uh, tends to go to pretty good speed it, it, it doesn't get stuck so right um I, I, I like so you always have to be like ready for that but um yeah so um i think we covered most of the gameplay here uh joe do you have anything additional um additional stuff you want to like, talk about the game no i mean i pretty much said my piece as far as how it controls and whatnot mm -hmm. yep so um downsides uh the only really so the only real two negatives to this game that I had, which I already mentioned previously, is the fact that uh, I wish it was a way to be able to do a straight shot besides just like you know the super the super shot, mm. um, and then also the fact that I think that sometimes, especially later on in the game, um, the AI can do some very like cheap shots. I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, like I understand the I I, I understand making the AI difficult because they're trying to like bounce it bounce it out, but it's like there was some stages some stages where lots. Something just that I really struggled to get past. Uh, it's a, you know, it's like a, you know, the, I lost like four or five matches in a row. Yeah, I'm like you know, like one to advance. Same. So, um, you know, I kind of wish they had done had reduced that a little bit to make it more fair. But you know, those quibbles aside, most of the games like very solid. So I agree. Uh, controls, <laughs> controls handled pretty well too. I thought so. Yeah. Um, didn't remember, but you know, didn't. So didn't. Yes, yeah, so they have a problem with the control system. Pass the password system, if you use it, it's very simple. It's simple. You know, it's like four characters. Yeah, fruits. That's it. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, this is definitely is this definitely is not an unknown game anymore because as I mentioned before, it has gotten some press over over the years. Over the years, and it's considered by many people, and it's considered by many folks to be a hidden gem now these days. So. Um, I'm not sure if I'd go quite so far as to say that's a cult game, but it is a very, very good game. That probably deserves more attention. I mean, well, I mean, that probably deserves the attention that it is getting the, uh, these days. Yeah. So, um, a U.S. version of this game, uh, I think, would have done like very well. It's like they simply had, had changed the theming of it. You know, maybe put whatever theme was popular in the country in the '90s uh, in this game instead. I, th I think this game could have done like very well over like over here. But yeah, you know, yeah, I think so. But. But you know, surreal. But most of Surreal's games did not come out in the West until recently. So, um, you know, I, so I just don't think Surreal 
I even thought about that because because Surreal is Surreal obviously is more popular in Japan than it is over here in the West. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, so anyway, um, anyway, uh, did you know Ferg? There's a spiritual, um, you know, that there's that there's that there's a spiritual sequel to this game. No, I did not. <laughs> it's called Surreal. So it's so it's called Surreal World Smash Ball and Pop and Smash. So where is that? Came up with Super NES. Uh, Super NES game also a couple years later. Really? So it's very very. Yeah, it's very similar to this game. It's uh, um the um there are some there are, there are some key differences. Um, um you know the different characters the sta- the, sta- the stages the stages are arranged are arranged like a bit differently. Um, so oh no I'm sorry I kind of. Sorry, I, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, I, I I got so excited. I mashed the I mashed the I mashed the names the names the names of the games together by accident. The sequel, the spiritual the spiritual sequel, just called Pop and Smash. Oh, okay. Because I was um, gonna say it was only one other yeah. Sanrio ROM on there, and it was a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, it's not a surreal game. It, it plays very similar to this game, but it's not like a surreal game. Um, so um, it's I actually think that game is a bit better than World Smash Ball in some ways. For example, like you have some the different abilities. You have the it's like I think building that game to do like it's called a diving tackle to, to, to tackle to, to, uh, to save the uh, to save the disc to save the disc because it's like it's like um, uh, like locked in to go into your goal line. You can do a diving tackle like a hockey hmm. that, uh, oh. you like save it. So. Um, the gameplay in that game is pretty solid. I think I think most of the gameplay in that game is better than World Smash Ball when I played it. However, however, it does have the one big drawback uh, or drawback like with the AI that game not being as good. Oh, so, okay. Um, so there's a trade-off, unfortunately. But yeah, both games are very very fun. I'm gonna try that sucker out. So, <laughs> yep. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, there uh, there's more there's a more complicated name that game, but just Pop and Smash is the, the like is the more easily. Uh, easily, uh, um, you know, easily remember um, uh, the name of the game. So right, but but uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, fun game, surprising game. Uh, you know, this is one of the reasons I like doing the podcast. Like you said before, your podcast for you know, you get to find like any games like this. That yeah, you know that existed. Yep. So um, and I appreciate you, and I really appreciate you like not trolling us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but. You know, which you could totally have done because, like, you, it's your dunning course because, like, we'll cover like, like you want to talk about. <laughs> talk about. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of a simple game. I guess that's why the episodes ended up so much shorter than your usual episodes. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with a simple game, though. I mean, like, oh you know, no, like no. This is you know, like I said before, this is the, this is definitely one of those this is definitely like one of those games that you're easy you easy to learn but hard to master. Yeah. So. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, like I, before, I had a lot of fun, but I didn't get frustrated because, you know, I just felt if uh, maybe I didn't get to those cheap shots that you guys were talking about. But uh, mm. I just felt like if I made a mistake, it was my fault, you know, not being in front of the the open space where the dominoes well, were gone. I don't know. Yeah, some of the cheap shots really are, I think, cheap shots. Like, you know, there are stages, the stages, for example, it's like the puck for some reason, uh, you know, so like, you know, like in, um, you know, like in Breakout, uh, the puck gets stuck. Bouncing back and forth between like you know like yes. um, the, the blocks mm-hmm. for their goals mm-hmm. and, and it'll go right in and you're like and, you're, and you're like I can't even do th- and you can't do anything about it so yeah it's like it's like it goes boom 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 and it's like oh well that's not fair <laughs> but, so um yeah there are definitely some cheap deaths that way yeah but, you know but hey like it is what it is so but there's also the times when it just goes back and forth horizontally and you can set up your uh, power kick which yeah. is nice which is very nice I like yes that, yes because <laughs> yep so but you know but. 
sometimes luck goes in your favor too. Is it? Um, you know, it's definitely not all like one-sided. So yeah. But so it does have that advantage. But yeah, it's a shame I didn't get to play this in two-player mode because this game does look very fun two-player mode. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. So. Um. Yeah. So. I'm sure this game got covered in Japan when it came out, but it uh, came out, but I couldn't find any magazine coverage, other coverage, other coverage of this game from the 90s. Hmm. Uh, the reviews of this game I did find online, you know, for example, I, I mentioned Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb earlier, are all like contemporary within like you know like um, you know like more more recent reviews. Right, right. Uh, but the reviews of this game like all very positive. They all give the game like you know like six to eight points, like out of ten. So that's good. Um, you know, so yeah, pretty good at marks across the board. I thought. Yeah. So. Um, no real secrets to this game except for um, uh, you know besides the passwords that um, the the like the passwords the passwords are all available like online of course obviously like when like um, uh, I, I go that way so but they, um, but yeah so uh, before I move on to eBay and closing thoughts here uh, do either one of you guys have anything else to say about this game as kind of a wrap up? Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So anyway, um, eBay. Um, considering, considering, considering it's a Japanese game, considering the fact the game's gotten more popular in recent years, this is still a pretty, a pretty affordable game to pick up. To pick up, like, wanting like physical, um, physical copy. Um, a lot of times with these translated games, uh, a lot of times like the Japanese-only translated games, there are people who are willing to stick a translated version of the ROM available on a U.S.-style cart. Mm. Um, I could not find that in this case. I guess maybe because this game's not as popular, but. Mm. Um, so all these cards I found online are the, are the, are the, are the, are the original Japanese, the Japanese Famicom, Super Famicom, Super Famicom, I should say, sorry, version of this game. Um, 18 copies of this game are currently being listed on eBay at the time of doing the research. Three of them are from North America. So, uh, so there, um, and eight, 10 copies of this game so recently with one sort of copies coming from North America. So even though, so even though most copies coming from Japan, there are options to get it locally if you want to. Um, so... But even with that factors in, pricing, like I said before, this game is not that bad. These prices include shipping, and of course, the Japanese games, you're paying a higher price for shipping, of course, but, but still, but still, I think this game, for what it is, is pretty reasonably reasonably priced, uh, as far as Super NES games, you know, imported games go. Um, the price the price history, carts only, the carts only this game sold anywhere from $20 to $49. Mm. Um, CIB copies are not that much, CIB copies, copies are not that, not that much more expensive, $25 to $50. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, still a pretty affordable game to get if you want to. Yeah. And before, like I said before, there is like a fully translated, t- translated version of version of this ROM like available like online. Mm-hmm. Um, I should warn anybody who plays this game. There do appear to there, there do appear to be a few a few late game glitches if you play this game like an emulation. So, uh, be like to be like to be like to be heavy with the, like to be heavy with the safe state use. Mm-hmm. Is that what the the translated one? I thought I read that. Yes. Okay. Yep, yeah. The translated version of the game. So. Which I ran to myself personally. Just some graphical glitches, yeah. um, uh, mostly. So, not that bad. Like you know what to expect. Just, just uh, I just want to mention though, like keep an eye out for it, right? Uh, because, um, you know, uh, some of those some some of those blips will cause uh, some of those blips will cause the game to be mostly unplayable. So you would need to do, do like a restart. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's why I said like be handy the save states. So, um, anyway, so uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, very fun, very simple, very surprising game. Um, I'm you know, glad you guys liked so. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you again. Like, you know, I, 
Yeah, I did not. Yeah, I did not know what to make of this game at all when you mentioned the title, titles, which is going like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on here with this, but okay. So, but yeah, it's a very pleasant surprise. So, thank you. Good. So, um, but yeah, for sure, definitely. So, um, um, I mentioned. So I mentioned some. As I mentioned before, at the start of the podcast, some of the stuff that Ferg's the Ferg's currently currently working on. Uh, Ferg, what podcast or projects are you currently working on? Do you want to like plug? Uh, basically, just my own, the uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred Game by Game podcast. If you want to check it out, you can go to Twenty Six Hundred Game by Game Podcast and everything is there. But you're also a regular, but you're also like a regular couple of the podcasts, though, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, uh, I'm on Atari Visions, where there's uh, right now there's three of us that cover uh, the same game on the ColecoVision, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and Intellivision, and some other systems too. And yeah. actually, you reminded me that I got to get on the notes for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a podcast that you have your friend too, right? Uh, we haven't done it in a while. We're we're hopefully getting back to that soon. Yeah, please stand by. On if you go to zerbinatorland.com, you can find it there. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Zerb's a like a great guy. He is, yeah. Uh, cool, awesome. Uh, you also. Uh, you also have a thriving Discord uh, group, uh, for, uh, uh, like virtual gaming th- uh, th- uh, things, also together, which I would highly recommend for, for, for anybody interested to, uh, to check out. So, um, um, especially if you like pictures but... of birds, <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of interesting off-topic stuff going on there. Yeah. Yes, so, <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, yeah. So, anything else that you want to plug, uh, Ferg? Any other projects you're working on or podcast? Or, or, or uh, podcast I got my hands full of my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. So, sure. But, yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Joe, how about you? Yeah, you know, the normal stuff. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should tell him, huh? At J O E S U X 30. Cool. Awesome. But, uh, but, yep. And, yep. And Facebook also. We have Facebook questions. Um, so, so if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or, or suggestions, feel free, feel free to leave us on Facebook, or you can also send me an email directly if you want to at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, you know, or you can reach me on Ferg's, on Ferg's Discord group. I, 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 you know, I hang out there on a, um, you know, a pretty regular basis. But uh, anyway, um, thank you again, as always, for being on the podcast, Ferg. It's always been a blast. Thank you for having me, and thanks for uh, – I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the game. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame your wife um, um, didn't have the same feeling about it. Yeah, unfortunately, but she does <laughs> like her puzzle games, so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, speaking about games, uh, Joe, it's your pick next time. So what do you want to cover? Yeah, so we're going to check out uh, Batman and Rob- – oh, the adventures of Batman and Robin should give it the proper name yes. um and one of the reasons we're going to cover it is because when i was growing up i had the game boy version so Ooh, yeah okay <laughs> so yeah at um, least that which is kind of ironic i have some some oh. idea of what the game's going to be like so it should be fun yes. yeah it's kind of ironic like ironic recovering batman game because like ferg and i cover, actually covered the, the previous batman game batman returns like uh, on this podcast like several years mm. ago so um which I think is an excellent game. I do not, I do not remember having such good feelings about uh, play about this game, but it has. But to be fair, it has been a long time since I played it, so I, so I was uh, give it a fair shake. But you know, as long as it's better than the movie, um, you know, I'll be fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but anyway, yeah. So um, we also we also have we also have additional guest hosts that are being lined up currently currently in the podcast for the months to come. So uh, so stay tuned for that. So we'll have some new we'll have some new people we'll have some new have some new folks on the podcast. So with some additional additional probably very obscure games uh, uh, like they picked from. So. Um, we also we also have some other work, we also have some other projects uh, finally uh, going on behind the scenes. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff publicly yet at this point because the details still be, the details are still being finalized. But hopefully, um, everything's worked. Uh, but hopefully, if everything works out, um, you know, like um, there'll be some there'll be some minor changes to come into podcast in the future. Most of it behind the scenes, but you know, should it should definitely like, you know like improve some of the some of these some of the visibility uh, um, um, and whatnot of the podcast. So. Hmm. Uh, we're working on that behind the scenes, so I don't want to, so, uh, so I don't want to go into too much detail about that right now. But hopefully, hopefully, get the, those, those details are like, worked out like, pretty soon. So, um, and so finally, I want to give a special shout out because I realize this happens with YouTube shows as well. Also, people, the people, the, the editors, the people who do all the editing and, and the work and everything behind the scenes don't really get too much recognition and credit. So. Um, We've had a new editor on the podcast for a few episodes now because George had stepped down, stepped down like most duties. Um, so you know, I want to give a, a brief second to acknowledge uh, to acknowledge Brad. He's been doing a great job uh, editing the, the um, uh, um, editing the podcast for us now. Uh, hopefully, most of you did not even know we changed changed people, um, which I think is like beneficial to the fact that that person's doing a very good job. Yep. Then, so mm-hmm. um, so. So, nice to thank you again, Brad, for the hard work you've been doing on the podcast. I'm currently in current talks with Brad to see if he wants to see if he wants to commit to doing this on a, on a more long term basis, because it's kind of like a trial, a trial, a trial, a trial period for him to see how how it goes. But you know, hopefully, but yeah, so we appreciate the work. And hopefully, I could fight that stay on. So, I think that wraps everything up. Uh, for once again, finally, um, you know, thank you again for being on the podcast with us. As always, like we always. Do. Also, we always do like having you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for coming on so uh, late. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit behind, like off the, the um, uh, um, like off the mic stuff here. We actually had this arranged earlier, uh, earlier for the evening, but you know, since the since the, uh, since we made the arrangement, Joe has also gotten a, a new job, bringing second shift. So we had to, so we had to delay, so we, so we had to delay the start of the podcast to midnight. Yeah. So, but. But uh, you know, luckily, luckily, Fur works works third shift. So he's used to yep. <laughs> being up late. So, but but not me. I'm going to bed soon, um, like virtually after this. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, um, yeah. So thank you again. Uh, we'll have you back. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point again, Fur. So, All right. Um, but uh, there's got to be more games the system uh, on the system that you like, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> haven't been covered yet so <laughs> um, but uh, alright so thanks everybody for listening to the podcast we always appreciate it so like you know like stay safe out there take care and we'll, and we'll catch you again next time later, later. on bye
playing with power, superpower. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soul Blazer.